Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. Listen, I know if I don't get my eight hours, there is no way you're going to get that welcome to bust it open. One of sleep's biggest problems, temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the pod by eight sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, Now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash busted. E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash busted. 8sleep.com slash busted. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about the first ever women's war games match that's going to be taking place at NXT TakeOver in November. And speaking of NXT, we get into Finn Balor's promo from last night. Did he explain everything that took place the week before with Johnny Gargano? Speaking of promos, we also get into John Moxley's promo, one of the highlights from AEW last night. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The first ever War Games women's match. I mean, and you, like you said, let's just call it the War Games. I mean, I think we're kind of past now with all the firsts because now it's been done. And such a spotlight on this women's division, especially with NXT. And it kind of all started from that tag match. For the WWE Women's Tag Team titles, the Kabuki Warriors against Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. An interesting matchup. We got the green mist again, and the Kabuki Warriors defend those tag team championships. And we mentioned this earlier. I kind of dig the fact that those titles can be defended on any show. Uh, yes, I very much liked that tag match. There were some little things at the end that I loved about it, Dave. Um, I want to get your take on it, too. Maybe even see what the nation thought about it. 
First of all, the fact that Asuka sprayed the mist directly into, was it Tegan's eyes? Yes. Directly into her eyes and face. On Raw, we've seen her spraying it just a little bit high. She's kind of taking care of the other women. I get it. Last night, she was like, F this. I'm spraying it right in your face, young girl, and you're just going to take it, a la Muda or Kabuki. So she sprays the mist in the face, and the referee is distracted, and I love what Tegan Knox did when she went down to the cell. She turned over on her stomach to protect it. Small things like that get over with me. Then... Kari, you know, Kari Sane tags herself in, does the big jumping bionic pirate elbow to Tegan Knox's back, flips her over, and when she covers her, she covers in her, her in a way where her body is covering Tegan's face as she's pinning her so the ref can't see the mist yep. protecting the heel heat finish. Which, like I said, little things like that go a long way with me because that is the paying attention to detail that I absolutely love. And that's the kind of thing that'll, that kind of makes me say, I give the edge to NXT last night for little things like that <clears throat> because that is psychologically sound. I really like that. I would have liked to see the referee be shocked to see the mist after the one, two, three and almost question himself and almost maybe look at, you know, look at the other two girls wondering if maybe he should disqualify them, but then realizing, damn it, I already made my judgment call. I really can't go back on this one, but they paid more attention to detail in that 30 seconds of the finish than I've seen just about anybody do on Monday night. Raw SmackDown. It's funny. And I think I I might be mistaken. I think it might've actually been Dakota Kai that took the green miss, but either either way, it doesn't really matter because you're absolutely right. And it's the small things. And again, I noticed that too, the covering up of the face because the referee does the pin. And then when he noticed it and the commentators did a great job too, like Moro explained, he already made his decision. He can't go back now and change that decision. We talked about that because that happened on Monday Night Raw. We talked about that a couple months ago, and I don't remember the particular match because when it comes to Monday Night Raw, they throw so much at you that things don't become as memorable as they should. But we talked about about a reversal of a decision, and you talked about that bully in particular and said, man, you can't do that because once you do that, you're opening up the door to like this happening at any time. NXT does a phenomenal job of not following the rules because when it comes to Raw, there is no rules to follow. On NXT, they follow those rules to a T so they don't get bit in the ass later. If you're going to have referees starting to come down as act as in-house instant replay and start reversing decisions, you've now set your precedent. It does not work. Only in very, very um, particular and certain circumstances. If I was doing a match like that where a referee was going to reverse a decision, what you do is you bump the original referee. And when that original referee maybe gets sent to the back or is down selling and the second referee comes out, that's when you do something like the mist with the second referee 
And then the first referee is able to either come to or come back down mm-hmm. from the back because that first referee would be paying attention to the match as much as they could. Then they could get into the argument with the other referee, thus acting as the instant replay. When you just have some random referee come down and say, oh, I saw something happen. I was watching on the monitor in the back. Well, then every referee yes. should be watching every match on every monitor in the back and every bogus wonky finish should be reversed. And why Why is that? Why, when when it comes to NXT, they worry about those small details? Like you said, in, you know, maybe it doesn't go that far be- deep with the untrained eye, but you did a great job of breaking down the end of that matchup and the small details making that ending extremely impactful. Why don't we get that on the Monday Night Raw? Why do they uh, seem I- to just breeze by those small things that can mean a big deal at the end of the day? Those small details are not going to mean anything on Raw because they don't need it to mean anything on Raw. NXT is is a is a detail company. NXT, you know, Hunter was always a fan of the NWA and the way they did things. And if you remember back in the NWA, they tried to pay attention to those details, didn't they, Dave? Yes, they did. The reason why we love the NWA is things came across more realistic back then, to, to me at least, and I believe you. So I think they pay attention to detail because they know it. paying attention to detail is what matters. If we want you to remember it on the main roster, if there's a certain detail we want you to remember, we'll, we'll replay it. We'll remind you of it. If not, we're just going to move on. It's no big deal. I mean, that was glaring to me last night how much they paid attention to the detail of the mist and how it was sprayed and how Dakota Kai protected it by flipping over on her stomach and then Carrie Sane hitting the elbow to the back, then rolling her over, then covering her in a way where her face was covered, thus the referee couldn't see it. They are protecting the referee. Which, conversely, in AEW, they are not protecting the referee. They're letting the referees hang out to dry. And we're going to get into that. And again, this is all leading because after that match took place, you got the brawl with the entire women's division in that ring. And like you said, William Regal comes out and screams out war games. And you're going to have Team Baszler against Team Ripley for war games on November 23rd. I'm really looking forward to that. Dave, when they had that massive pull apart in the ring with all those women, all those referees, I really thought it was breaking down in Tulsa. I really thought the shit was hitting the fan. It came across believable. It was a massive melee. Finally pulled them apart. You can see... You can see almost a bit of anger in Regal's face, a bit of angst. You never see William Regal show that much emotion. He's so he's so calm, cool, and collected. And he said the only way we can settle this is with war games. Place popped. I loved it. It's going to be, uh, in my opinion, those girls are going to go out there and they are going to bust their asses to make sure they put on a memorable war games. And we've said this in the, over the past four weeks. If there's one definitive uh, area where NXT is kicking AEW's ass, it's in the women's division because those women in NXT are headed and shoulders above just about anybody right now in the entire world of pro wrestling. It's not medical marijuana, it's CBD. And if you're into health magazines and journals, you already know the reported health benefits of CBD can be very compelling. 
I myself use the salve. It feels great. It's comfortable. It's almost like it's not there during the course of the day. And I just feel at ease when I have that CBD salve on my body. CBD is the potent compound extracted from the hemp version of cannabis. There's no high. It's legal. And you don't need a script when you buy from the source I trust, CBDistillery.com. Where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, CBDistillery.com are the experts. If you're into health, you'd be wise to visit CBDistillery.com. Do your research and see what CBD can do for you. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter BUSTED for 20% off. Again, enter BUSTED for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. Now, Yesterday, or yesterday, last week, we spoke a lot about Finn Balor and that Pele kick to Johnny Gargano and that drop kick to, to the barricade and everything else. We talked a lot about Finn and that heel turn on NXT last week. Now, after our show yesterday with Tommy, Tommy was a little upset about that because he said, well, what's the reasoning behind it? What's the story? Why is he turning? What is going on here? And Finn Balor, microphone in hand, kind of explained himself a little bit on what he was doing back in NXT and why the change in attitude. But before we get to that, I don't know if you got a chance to hear our show yesterday, Bully, but we had legendary wrestler Bugsy McGraw on the show. And Bugsy was fantastic. And one thing that really grabbed me was when he said this. Never, ever, ever ever let that crowd control you never mm. you control that crowd you didn't pay to see them they paid to see you now those words really resonated with me and tommy as well and probably a lot of the people from the busted open nation because we got a lot of positive feedback from that interview but it kind of reminded me of what finn said last night in courtesy of nxt let's listen into finn balor's promo from last night it's funny how things work out isn't it it's funny ago i'm laying down for what's supposed to be the hottest new thing in the business just because he put on a new mask well i just took my mask off and now i'm the hottest thing in the business and as usual everybody's got their opinions the fans got their opinions. The office got their opinions. The boys in the back got their opinions. Bunch of Twitter tough guys out there on social media, huh? You see, the problem around here is there's too many fans in the locker room when they should be sitting out here with these people. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Which brings me to Johnny Gargano. 
the heart of NXT. Johnny, congratulations. I heard you got out of hospital. But let me make one thing very clear. If you want your go again, I will send you straight back. And you won't be Johnny wrestling. You will be Johnny watches wrestling exactly the way it's supposed to be. So the middle of that promo reminded me a little of what Bugsy McGraw had to say on this show yesterday. And I kind of liked it. I tweeted it out. And that was probably the only thing I liked about that promo from Finn Balor last night. That promo from Finn, and I know this is going to rub a lot of our fans the wrong way, but you know what? That Finn promo rubbed me the wrong way, bully. Why? I am completely confused by that promo. That promo was exactly two minutes long, and it's not the length that bothers me at all. It's the crowd reaction from all those fans at Full Sail. First of all, he comes out and he says about, you know, him laying down for the hottest thing in the business just because he changed his mask. Why are you bringing Bray Wyatt into this? You know, Bray Wyatt's not even a part of NXT. So why are you bringing that up in your promo? That doesn't make any sense to me. And again, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. By, the, by your very first point, I'm shocked that you don't get what Finn Balor was trying to do last night and what NXT was trying to do with that promo. But keep going. Okay. All right. So, But that bothered me because I don't think that yeah. there's no reason why Bray Wyatt should be in this conversation. Then I was really surprised by the crowd reaction for Finn. Johnny Gargano is the biggest face on NXT. I mean, they've built him to be the biggest face for how long, Bully? For over two years. Sure. Now, there's Finn Balor, and they're chanting, thank you, Finn, to Finn Balor while he's talking to that, those crowd, that crowd at Full Sail. And then he brings up Johnny Gargano, and they start to boo the mention of Johnny Gargano. And we still don't get any explanation from Finn Balor on why he did what he did last week. So I'm scratching my head after that two minutes. Now, please, the floor is yours, Bully. First of all, star power trumps star power. Who's the biggest star in NXT right now? Right now, it would be Finn Balor. And that's why the people were, were, were chanting for Finn and booing Johnny. Finn's the guy right now. Finn's the bigger star, and and people will always flock to the bigger but star. He, but he just, but Johnny Gargano, they, for two and a half years, they built yep. Johnny Gargano as the biggest baby face ever to walk in those doors of NXT. And this just like that, too- a Pele kick from somebody from the main roster is just going to completely kill everything that NXT has been building for two and a half years. And by the way, in front of his hometown crowd at full sale? What did I say at the top of the show about the NXT crowd? What? They're too smart for their own good. They're frauds. <laughs> they're fickle. They're, they're not fickle. They're frauds. They're no better than Tommy Dreamer. So what you're saying now is because Finn's a bigger winner than Johnny Gargano, now we're going to boo Johnny, Gon- Johnny Gargano and we're going to cheer Finn Balor. Finn's the bigger star. Finn is the demon. Finn wrestled at WrestleMania. 
But this is NXT, bully. This is the brand that's fighting SmackDown and Raw. We don't like that. We're Ah, NXT. We're NXT. This is our home grow. This is us. We're NXT. We're a movement. Bullshit. Bullshit. Frauds. Did you hear what you just said about where NXT, we're fighting Raw and SmackDown? The first thing you said about why you did not get Finn's promo is why I thought you would fully understand it. Didn't Finn's promo last night remind you of somebody else's promo that we've heard over the past two or three months? Who's that? John Moxley. Moxley was cutting promos against the WWE, and it worked. It sounded like Finn was going down that same road. That's why he's talking about laying down for the guy in the new mask. It sounds like Finn had a problem with being on Raw. And that's why we're getting this side of him that we're seeing. I didn't want to have to lay down for some guy in a new mask. I'm a bigger star than that guy in the new mask. So what am I going to do? I'm going to come over here to NXT where I can be the guy that I want to be. And since I don't have any natural heat with anybody here, I'm going to go after your biggest star and crush your biggest star. And on the way, make your bigger star, your big star, an even bigger star just because he's in the ring with me. I don't know if that's going to happen, though, Bully. Because what, what, you're, what you're explaining to me, and you know what? There's some truth to what you're saying. I don't know why you got to bring Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is somebody right now that's got people's attention, and you're trying to bury it. By the way... For the same reason Moxley brought other people's name into his promos. Yeah, but that's different. He's going to a completely different company. Completely different company. That's what Finn was going for there. He's saying that everybody's got an opinion... The off, he's even talking about the office. He's talking about the boys in the back. He's talking about having to lay down for the new guy. What he's telling you is, I got a problem with all this crap. That's not the Finn Balor I want to be. NXT is the Finn Balor that I want to be. So what you're saying, in essence, is that Finn Balor last night gave you a John Moxley-type promo in front of that crowd at Full Sail to say, you know what? This is the real deal. NXT is the real deal. That shit on Monday nights and that shit on Friday nights. And they made me lay down to some guy that's the flavor of the week just because he has a new mask. So it's basically they're fighting within each other. I mean, that's yeah. what it sounds like to me. That's what I got from the promo last night. I tell You know, Dave, I always talk about how I take notes on the shows. I wrote down Finn's promo sounded like Moxley's pro- promo as if NXT was the new version of AEW. But is that smart? I mean, it's a WWE product, number one. And number two, you took all this time to build Johnny Gargano. So is is Finn Balor a face or a heel? Or is this going back to what Cody Rhodes said about faces and heels? And there is no face and heel. This is just a complete gray area for NXT. The people sided with the bigger star. Eventually, I'm sure, listen, when Finn Balor shows up and you get the shock of him showing up and then, you know, when you when you saw, heard the people after he laid out Gargano, you didn't hear them cheering and you didn't hear them booing. You heard shock and awe within the audience. The people are still in shock 
from what Finn has done. As this story plays out and as these weeks play out, you might see Finn be able to turn these people when he eventually gets face-to-face with Johnny, when he eventually does something, Johnny, when he gets physical with Johnny. He did get physical. He actually said in his promo that he he put him in the hospital. When he gets more physical. And when Johnny gets out of the hospital, it'll be interesting to see if those NXT fans want to get behind Johnny. If not, you're asking why the reason is because Finn is the bigger star. So then and th- in wrestling and in wrestling, star power trumps star power. All right, then 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 we then I'm throwing that whole like NXT versus the main roster completely out the window when it comes why? to this. Because Johnny Gargano is the guy he did it against. Now you're saying star power? So don't don't tell me about this whole movement of NXT when your biggest baby face like that. After one night like that, you go against them. You're booing. You they booed the mention of his name. They were chanting. They were chanting, "Thank you, Finn!" Like they hated Johnny Gargano. Like he was the most hated wrestler in NXT. I'm not necessarily positive that they were chanting "Thank you, Finn," because of what he did to Johnny, as opposed to Finn Balor coming back to NXT. Either way, the fact that he attacked Gargano, put him in the hospital, he's explaining how he put him in the hospital, and the fact that they're chanting, thank you, Finn, I have a problem with that. I have a major problem with that. Now, there's something of what you said that actually excites me, and that's the whole thing, that they would actually have a show like NXT almost going against Raw saying, you know what, you don't want to watch, that's crap. This is the show you want to watch, though. They're all under the WWE umbrella. But I'm really surprised by that crowd reaction from the fans at Full Sail last night. I've already told you that in in reality, Hunter is going to be trying to make the going to try to have this show do as best as it possibly can to be completely different than Raw and SmackDown. It has to be different from Raw and SmackDown, otherwise, I have no reason to watch it. Otherwise, it's just a third brand. I want to look at NXT as the first brand of NXT. I'd rather watch NXT than Raw and SmackDown right now. And and so and when I hear a phone when I when I hear a promo like that from Finn. It reminds me of why I want to watch them right now. I want to see real guys and girls acting, you know, I'm sorry, women acting the way that's truest to their character. What I got last night was Prince Devitt from New Japan. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Give you a break you slime irs never gives anyone a break irs alex metz we got some tweets dave about your little rant here that you just went on about the about the prowler promo yeah. I think people are maybe misunderstanding that you didn't necessarily not like what Finn had to say. You just kind of it was more about the crowd. It was more reaction. about the way people reacted. Yes, it rubbed to it. me the wrong way. All right, so this is from Frank. Frank said, "Dave, quit being an AEW homer. Your reaction to Finn is ridiculous. Who's the heel with Mox and Omega? They are cheering both of them. Mox is doing heel moves, but is way over with the crowd. Get over yourself." Uh, first of all, screw you. Second of all, how am I an AEW homer bully? 
Like, it's amazing. If I praise the WWE, I'm a WWE mark. And when I say something about AEW, I'm an AEW homer. Dope. Seriously. Seriously. I think I talk glowingly about everything that I like. And if I don't like it, I speak negatively about it. Well, these are the social media tough guys where you speak... I love I love everybody. I love everyone. I take I take the screw you. I take the screw you back. You're such a doormat. What's his name? Uh, Frank. Such a doormat. Frank Frank is my friend. Now this is why people gang up on you on social media because you don't have the balls to stand by one. That's why people bring fatheads to me on Monday Night Raw because they love me because I love them. We're family. We're family. No, you're not family. Yes, they are. They're my family. They're my. No, they won't. They will. No, they won't. Doormat. No, they don't. Oh, my family. Screw you. Oh, I love my nation members and family. Both from the very first day I was on this show, I said you're nothing but a sheep. Guy. That's right. Thank you. Now, to continue on, please read the second half of that tweet again, IRS. <laughs> Mr. Scheister. Dave, you're a bit overdue for your taxes this uh, year. Please. I have to send you a notice. I suffer um, from lack of funds. Stay away from it. Yeah, because I have to come collect from you every month. Yeah. Um, your reaction to Finn is ridiculous. Who's the heel with Mox and Omega? They are cheering both of them. Mox is doing heel moves, but is way over with the crowd. Get over yourself. I got to say, and tell me if you agree, I don't really look at Moxley as a heel, really. Well, it's not only that. How long has AEW been on the air? Four weeks. Four weeks. Uh, five, maybe. Okay. How long has Johnny Gargano built an amazing story for? Two and a half years? Almost three. You can't compare the two. Can't and compare this is what, But this is what star power will do. If you were talking to Tommy or if you were talking to Mark, they would tell you the same thing because we get it. Star power trumps everything. Finn is the bigger star. Finn is the guy that's worked on Raw at WrestleMania, blah, 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 who has decided to come back to NXT because that's where he feels like his home. And he went after the biggest star there since he doesn't have a natural storyline. So the the NXT faithful are so happy that Finn is back that they're willing to say, screw you, Johnny, for a week or two. Whether that continues or not, I don't know. But that's why you're getting what you're getting. All right, what other tweets we got? Well, really quick, going off of that, I want to ask Bully's opinion on this. So Tommy said on the show yesterday he feels like he feels like right now the WWE is, uh, quote, doing some things for the sake of just doing them. And he used the Finn Balor, quote, heel turn on NXT as an example of that, that they brought him back. He didn't really get a chance to establish himself with any sort of matches or any sort of story before turning him heel because everybody knew him as a babyface on the, on the main roster. Bully, do you think if they would have done that, the reaction to Finn's promo would have been differently if they had something more to bite into storyline-wise leading up to the heel turn? I th- uh, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that, Alex, is using Finn Balor to his maximum potential to help other people there. Finn, Finn as a white meat baby face, is not going to help any other heels there get over. Finn as a heel is going to propel Johnny Gargano to the next level or any other baby face that, they wor- that he works with. We're getting a true version of him. And that's why it's working. Turning him for the sake of turning him, I don't agree with that. Because if I look back and I go, what do I have for Finn? Well, what would Finn do? If Finn is the biggest star there and you're debuting in a new company, let's just call NXT the new company, who are you going after? 
You're going after the biggest star. And that's what happened. He went after the biggest star. And the reason you saw the Pele kick in this new attitude is because he was sick of being told by the office that he had to lay down for guys in new masks. To me, he should be going after the championship. If you really want to make a mark, you go after that championship. Maybe he doesn't care about the championship right now. Maybe he's so frustrated with the world that he had to live in, just like John Moxley. So Moxley is doing a full-blown shoot, and Finn is doing a bit of a worked shoot. Although I do feel if they let Finn go, he would mother F the whole place. And that's fine, but I mean, that's kind of dangerous because you're still working for the WWE. Like, I love how, like... They're making it like this is another company. It's not. It's another brand under the umbrella of the WWE. But you want that brand to be definitively different. But it's still the WWE. But so you like want all these it to be fans, different if it was the completely same thing, you'd different be than John Moxley. Thing. But then, oh. so this was not a heel turn by Finn Balor. If everybody at Full Sail is on their feet cheering and and chanting, "Thank you, Finn," then I it's not a not heel turn. It. I didn't call it a heel turn. The fans are reacting the way they wanted to react. Finn decided to go after a certain guy on the roster. Get the biggest baby face in the freaking company. It didn't matter that he was a baby face or a heel. He was the biggest star. That's why Finn went after him. And why am I going after the biggest star? Because I am the biggest star. And my star power will trump your star power. And oh, by the way, I'm fed up with with all the BS that I had to deal with on Raw. So I'm coming back home and giving you the version of Finn Balor that I want to give you and that you probably want to see. I just want to get back to the Bugsy McGraw thing for a second. Sure. Because I have two sides of this. Go ahead. He says you don't work for you, you. don't go out there and work for the you know, you you work the people. You don't let the people work you. Correct. Yes. yes. What would happen if you went to go see a concert and the band gave you all the B sides and the songs that you never heard before? Would you be happy? There would be probably a fraction of the audience that would be happy and probably 90% of the audience that would be unhappy. So you kind of got to give the audience what they want and what they're paying for, but you're not a slave to them. This is where working for the pop comes in. Too many wrestlers go out there and they work for the pop and work for the reaction because wrestlers are chasing the hug of the fans they're not letting the fans chase the hug of the wrestler back in the day the most over guys in the world did not beg for your approval you begged for their approval and it's backwards these days that's why you're seeing 450s to the floor that don't make any sense and guys just popping up and looking at the people like yay love me please cheer for me didn't you like that move that's not the way it's supposed to be you're supposed to go out there and tell your stories and do your moves the way that the story dictates and is psychologically sound and allow the people to buy into what you're doing I agree with Bugsy McGraw, but I can I can understand how younger wrestlers who might not had the right minds in the wrestling business helping to mold them, all they know how to do is work for the pop because that's the only reaction that is tangible to them. Now, Bully, really quick, 
I mentioned about the beginning of that Finn promo where he talked about the Fiend Bray Wyatt. And just because he changed his mask, now he's the hottest thing in the business. And you're explaining about now, hey, Finn's in NXT. So he's more. that's more of a remark against the main roster than it maybe is against Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Courtesy of WWE.com, there was an exclusive interview with your Universal Champion Seth Rollins, and Seth had this to say. To be honest with you, you know, it wasn't so much about the win or the loss. Obviously, I like to get the win, um, but at the end of the day, it was about getting myself ready um, for Falls Count Anywhere and for Bray Wyatt, um, The Fiend, whatever you want to call him, you know. Uh, there's been a lot of disrespect going around lately, I feel like. You know, The Fiend has... Uh, you know, I get it. He's cool, man. He's fresh and he's new and he's got this cult following. And and that just puts a chip, chip on my shoulder. I just feel like I'm out here every single week busting my back, breaking my back, putting this whole company on my back sometimes. And I don't get the respect I deserve because there's this new flavor of ice cream. And the dude's scary, you know? Uh, I, I get that too. Um, I don't know what it's going to take at Crown Jewel to put him away. Um, Alright, that's enough. You can, you can stop Seth right there. Because the point I was trying to make here, well, what the hell's going on here, Bully? Am I missing something? Yeah, Finn Balor going out there, and at the beginning of the promo, he talked about how he laid, had to lay down to the hottest thing in the business just because he changed the mask. And then you got Seth Rollins, who's trying to build up to a match at Crown Jewel, and he's talking about how Bray Wyatt's the, the flavor of the week and how he's cool and he's new. And it... Am I missing something here? What what's going on? Does it sound like people like Finn and Seth are jealous of Bray? Sounds like that to me. Maybe they are. I don't know for a fact. I will tell you this, that flavor of the month, flavor of the week, flavor of the year, that's very real in the world of the WWE. I remember hearing it from veterans when I when me and Devon first showed up. Be careful. You might be the flavor of the week. You might be the flavor of the month. You might be the flavor of the year, but you'll always just be a flavor. You never know when you're going to expire because everything has an expiration date, especially in the world of pro wrestling. Well, I don't. Uh, uh, not to, to cut you off. I no, apologize. No, it's okay. It's okay. But it's, it's, okay. but it's like they're trying to kill us on purpose. Like you have something that the fans are into. This, this weird enigma, like you don't know where he's going to show up. Yes, it is cool. It is different because we haven't seen anything like this in such a long time in the WWE. Now you have your Finn Balor, your returning, you know, I don't know, heel, babyface, whatever you want to call him, coming to NXT and destroying that. And then you have your universal champion destroying that. And, and it, it sounding like a baby. Like, you know, I, it's about respect. I want respect. Now, the fans love this new flavor of the week because it's hot and it's cool and it's new. And it's this new, like, ice cream flavor that everybody loves. What the, what the hell is this? What the hell are you if doing Seth, here? If you're Seth Rollins and you've been busting your ass for years, you got the cash in at WrestleMania, you were on top of the world, then you got hurt, you were out for a year, you had to battle your way back, you become the universal champion again, then you have to overcome Brock, and you do it two times. Seth is basically saying, son of a bitch, 
I scratched and I clawed and I paid my dues and I finally got to the top. I'm supposed to be the biggest baby face in this company. I'm supposed to be the guy that's carrying this place along with Roman. And here comes this brand new character who's supposed to be a heel. And I'm supposed to work with this guy. And he's supposed to get heat on me so I can become even more over and even more loved as he becomes more hated. And we get the exact opposite. This guy is more loved. I'm becoming more hated. People are respecting him. They're, 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 they're busting my balls on social media. What the hell is going on here? Seth's head is spinning right now. And nobody can tell me any different. Because I've been doing this too freaking long. And I know how wrestlers think. And I know how wrestlers lie to themselves. I'm not saying Seth is lying to himself or lying in general. But you might get be getting real emotion from him. Saying, what the hell did I bust my ass for for so long? Only for this guy to come along and steal all my thunder. It's crazy to me, though. That's something that the fans are liking right now, which let's let's face it, Bully, this is not a, a knock, but it's the truth. Not a lot on the main roster to get excited about, but people love Bray Wyatt. People love The Fiend. Okay? All right? I mean, they're, they're in love with the fact that this is something different, and they're excited about what could happen next. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. What did you think of John Moxley? Again, you did a great job tweeting about how it was a scripted promo, not getting a lot of emotion and fire from John Moxley on AEW bully. Isn't that what we want to hear in 2019? Isn't that the type of promo we want to hear? Passionate piss and vinegar emotion. Did it feel like he was trying to remember words written on paper? No, no. It sounds like he sat down with whoever and said, What's the story we're trying to tell? Here's the bullet points. Go tell it. Unsanctioned. Name of the pay-per-view. Opponent. Violence. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. With emotion. That, that, that's what I want to hear. You know what was the beauty of, of, of Moxley's promo, other than it was emotional? What's that? It was simple. And in wrestling, K-I-S-S. And not the one that Bobby Lashley and Lana are doing. Keep it simple, stupid. Simple works in wrestling. That was a simple promo last night. That was nothing earth-shattering, but it seems earth-shattering because we get all this other dog, scripted dog crap. Let, uh, I, I, I got, let the talent be talented. Give them bullet points. I'd rather hear people trip over their words and be passionate than hit everything perfectly and sound robotic. That's my take. Agreed. Now, I got a lot of heat about 
my Finn Balor or my critique on the Finn Balor promo. Obviously, I didn't have anything wrong that much with the promo, though I did take exception to having to bring Bray Wyatt into the conversation. But, Bully, you did a good job of saying why he did that because it's almost like a NXT versus main roster situation with Finn Balor, though, again, that may not work for me because he's supposed to be the heel and how the fans at Full Sail completely turned on Johnny Gargano. That's where I had the problems more about the reaction from the crowd. But a little muddy waters when it comes to faces or heel. Obviously, the same situation here with John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Is there truly a heel or face in this situation between those two going into the pay-per-view? I don't think there's a definitive one at all. I think the people will decide. I think the people are just excited to see a knockdown, drag-out, kind of ECW-esque, violent match between these two and i'm and i'm excited for it too because uh, i'm not a fan of kenny omega the the pro wrestler not that i'm not a fan of his that's not what i want to see kenny omega do anymore i know kenny can do it i've seen the okada matches i get it kenny's a great wrestler in the ring blah 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 i want to see kenny doing other things i want to see kenny doing the stuff that he did with jericho last week in omega's match he was really, really physical. He had, he had a bit of an enhancement match last week. I don't remember who he worked with. Um, maybe it was. It, it, no, maybe it wasn't an enhancement match. Whatever it was, it, it was really physical, especially on the end when he, when he hit when he hit Kenny Omega? Finishes. Yeah. He had uh, Joey Janela last week. Okay, and Janela did a good job. Yes. It, but it, it was more of a match for, for Kenny. He was really physical. I like this new physical Kenny. I like this outside-of-the-box Kenny. I, I And I'm looking forward to what Moxley is going to be able to drag out of Kenny. And make no mistake, people, you're getting an ECW-esque violence match, a CZW-esque violence match from these two. And it's going to make me care more about Kenny Omega. And if Kenny Omega does the violent stuff with Moxley, which is right up Moxley's alley, and then does some Omega-esque shit within the match, that's what's going to make the match fun. Because you're going to mix the two separate styles into the one hardcore type of match, and people are going to be eating it up. And this is really a great situation for full gear. Because I agree with you, Bully. You're going to get Kenny Omega, and this isn't going to be the 60-minute Matt Classic that we would see with New Japan. You're going to see that other side, all of what you saw with his matchup with Chris Jericho. Now with John Moxley, for those who are tuning into AEW and for those who are maybe seeing the John Moxley for the first time after seeing what he was able to do with the WWE, is truly going to see John Moxley. This is not going to be Dean Ambrose at that pay-per-view. This is going to be John Moxley from Evolve. This is going to be John Moxley from CCW. That's what you're going to get at this pay-per-view. Again, for a lot of different viewers, and let's face it, Bully, we kind of forget that AEW is brand new. Now, obviously, Moxley's not, Omega's not, Jericho's not, Cody's not. A lot of history with all these wrestlers, but the company itself is brand new. This is going to be a special matchup at that pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to it. It's, it, it's the kind of match that I, I like because it's going to be a mixing of, of, of the styles. Within the violence, you're going to get Kenny Omega doing some great dives and some great Kenny Omega-esque wrestling spots. So when you blend that all together, that's what makes for, for some really exciting stuff. And then at this pay-per-view, obviously, and, and man, I have to say this, the last two years, I don't think anybody's done it better. Cody Rhodes is really going to give you that emotional 
roller coaster. You're going to be emotionally invested into Cody Rhodes. He was able to do it in the matchup with Dustin. He was able to do it with the matchup with Nick Aldis. And he's going to do it at the pay-per-view against Chris Jericho, especially knowing his mom is going to be out in the audience for Baltimore. Completely different story with this matchup because, like you said, this is going to be the car crash. This is going to be that violent match between these two. Cody is playing it extremely smart. He's sticking to the storytelling, which is his strong point. And he has so much depth of character. Plus, you add in um, Brandy. You add in the family. You add in, you know, uh, obviously mom, dad, Dustin, the history, him and Shivani. There's so much depth there that that's what makes his storytelling head and shoulders above the rest. Now you add in Jericho. I mean, it's the recipe for success. People hate Chris. They want to see Cody win. Let me ask you this, Dave. Do you want to see Cody beat Jericho more than you wanted to see Cody beat Nick Aldis? No. Just because for me, that NWA championship, that 10 pounds of gold meant so much to me and and his father's story and that his father held that championship. I can't say that, though I am emotionally invested in Cody in this matchup, but not to the same length as I did with Nick Aldis. And if you if you watch the Cody versus Jericho match, I, I can almost guarantee you that match out of all of the matches at full gear will have the least amount of actual wrestling moves and have the most amount of real wrestling emotion. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm expecting that for that paper. Good, good And that bowling. should be a lesson to every wrestler out there when it comes to the importance of storytelling and character development. No, I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, all you got to do is go back to Hulk Hogan. Leg drop, big boot, leg drop. One, two, three. That's it. And, 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 and no more... Like, when you look at the wrestler from the past, no more people were emotionally invested in Hogan. I mean, it was crazy. Let's go out to Jamie in Virginia. Jamie, what did you want to say about AEW last night? Oh, I thought it was great. The only thing that uh, y'all kind of touched upon, like when when uh, Jer- when Jericho, when uh, Cody and Tony Schiavone was in the limo, you really couldn't you really couldn't hear exactly what they were saying. It was it was kind of muffled, and you really couldn't hear what they were saying. And then. Me and the buddy that I went with, we we whispered to ourselves. Whispered to ourselves. We were like, "Where's Dustin at?" We were like, "You know, wasn't he with him?" And why, why didn't he get? Like y'all said, why didn't he get in the limo? And then all of a sudden, you know, I was actually videoing, you know, the whole stare down between Jericho and um, and Cody. And all of a sudden, you see Sammy Guevara's face just pop up, and I went, "Oh hell, they're going to they're going to attack somebody." And the next thing you know, you see Dustin getting just uh, I don't know if. If they're going to implement this into Hager's uh, character, you know, since he, what he did at MMA, you know, doing the whole uh, nut shot, I guess. I don't know if they're going to implement that into his little character, but when he did that and then slammed his hand into the uh, into the limit, I thought that was great. And kept, who did? I know the Four Horsemen did that to uh, to Dusty, and then they and then Dusty ended up uh, doing it, you know getting his revenge and everything, but didn't, didn't, wasn't Dusty in some, uh, some kind of, uh, 
some kind of attack, like but back in these early days in, in WCW with Arn and uh, well, I mean, with and, Arn and well, Jamie, there's there's a couple of different attacks. Anyway, you know, you had the, the the attack in the cage with his leg, and then you had the cat uh, the attack in the parking lot of Jim Crockett Promotions when they broke his arm. They actually, if you remember, they they blacked it out. Like J.J. Dillon was filming it, and they actually blacked it out. Um, again, Dusty Rhodes. Didn't do a lot in the ring. He wouldn't give you a, a five-star Matt Classic, but, man, another wrestler bully that everybody was emotionally invested in. The best wrestlers in the world don't have to do a lot in the ring physically because they have you hooked emotionally. Look at how over Hogan was. Look at how over Warrior was. Look at how over Cena was. Yep. Remember five-move Cena? Yeah, five-move Cena. But he's only got five moves. I go, yeah, that's all he needs. $10 million a year, and he only needs five moves. Who's the smart one here, John or everybody else? Who the hell did Bruno San Martino do in the ring? Come on now. It's all about the emotional commandment that, that, you know, that you have of people. You know, Look at how many rock and roll bands are not that great of musicians, but still people flock to them. Um, you, you talked about Dusty. Dusty's, you know, in, in a wrestling match, Dave, there's, a, there's an old school formula. Shine, heat, comeback, finish. You know what Dusty's shine was? The little dance. <laughs> His entrance. Yeah. Dusty didn't need to shine in the beginning of a match. Dusty was so over and so confident in his comeback that he would go straight to the heat. That's, that's master level that's jedi and sith level ability to work a crowd what you know and then what'd you do feed the elbow and that was it that's what you need that's all you that's all you needed from dusty Rhodes. let's go out to double c in florida double c what do you want to say about aew and nxt from last night i think in comparison even though i'm a big uh cody and dustin fans from the rose family I think AEW executed the character development or, like you said, the personal involvement with the characters. But I think uh, NXT executed as far as technically sound great matches. So I think, I mean, that's why I asked about the checklist that you guys were talking about last week. And I think if you compare back and forth, that's where I saw the difference. As much as I wanted to cheer for AEW because of Dustin, um, I had to give the edge to NXT for technical execution. And, and, you know, Double C, and thanks so much for the phone call. This is where it comes to personal preference. Because, Bully, you've been saying it, and a big reason why you liked NXT over AEW is the technical side of things, the small things, the detailed things, the wrestling inside the ropes. AEW is probably more the entertaining, emotional show. I guess it's kind of like pick your poison. But I think as wrestling fans, we can all agree on those are the two best shows of the week, and we all look forward to Wednesday nights. Let's go out to Andy in Indiana. Andy, what's your theory on the NXT crowd? I've had a, some friends that live down in the area, and they've gone to a lot of NXT shows there at Full Sail. And what they notice all the time is, you know, because it's a small arena, but it's a lot of the same people, almost the same people, each and every week and each and every taping, and now that they're live, more so each and every week. But it seems to be that those same people are like, okay, well, we want to be a part of the show, too. So we're just going to kind of go into business for ourselves. And I think that that takes away from, like, the classic, like, heel-face matchups because they're just going to cheer or boo for whoever. 
I mean, anyone that's ever been to a low-rate indie show at a National Guard armory, there's always one guy that's like, well, I'm cheering for all the heels because I'm such a cool guy. And it kind of feels like a lot of that NXT crowd is doing that. Well, Andy, one thing, uh, and Alex and I noticed it because we rewatched it uh, together before the show this morning. And, Andy, thanks for the phone call. It did seem like that full-sale crowd was cheering for the heels over the faces. And now Andy made a point that most of the same people are there week in and week out. That's why the Finn stuff surprises me even more. Because those guys have, you know, taken the ride of the story of Johnny Gargano. That's their guy. That's their hometown hero. I mean, that's why I think I was so surprised by that crowd reaction from NXT at Full Sail last night. Their hometown hero doesn't mean crap to them when they're getting a bigger star than their hometown hero. Eventually, it will balance out. Eventually, they'll remember why they love Johnny so much. But in th- this is brand new. Wow, we got Finn Balor in NXT. We love Finn Balor. He started here, then he went to the main roster. He was the first Universal Champion. Then he got injured, then he came back from that. Then we got to see the the Demon, and he wrestled at WrestleMania, and he's so cool, and we love him. Finn Balor, the love that wrestling fans at NXT have for Finn Balor trumps the love that they have for Johnny Gargano. To me, it's crystal clear. It is not difficult to understand. That's why I tell you, I've said it over and over again in this show. Star power trumps star power. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.